We're about to start the month of February on Locked On Coyotes. It is All-Star Break, so we are going to get this a uh, few things for the Arizona Coyotes episode. Or what are a few surprises we've seen from the Arizona Coyotes so far this season. So be sure to stay locked in. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast, brought to you by Fandle Sportsbook, official sportsbook, the Locked on Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit Fandle.com slash Locked on to get started. we got a great show for you on today. I'm Robin Leona. That's Carl Pavlock. Great show for you guys. The Arizona Coyotes are, you know, off a little bit because there were a bunch of other, you know, all-star players are headed on their way to South Florida for the All-Star game, Carl. Uh, it's, it's great. I'm glad we're here we're at this point in the season, you know, right? Yeah. I mean, like, the Coyotes had such a tough January. Like, they're getting a nice long break for the All-Star, and it is really good. Uh, I, I'm sure the team can appreciate the, the time to relax, to rest, to heal, uh, and you know, Clayton Keller gets another trip to the all-star game, which is always good. Oh, you always love to see Clayton Keller, be, you know, representing the Coyotes in the all-star game. Um, but you know, also to no surprise, he is the Coyotes best player. Yeah. So I, it would have been fun if they put in Jacob Chikrin, um, because you know, Potentially, we could be dealing with the situation that's going on with the Vancouver Canucks right now. Um, but also, like, even if they hadn't, we have like a nice chance to showcase what he can do at the at a very large stage. Boost I that trade. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see Matias Michelli if he was not injured. Um, but yeah, that that would have been good. It it did seem like Michelli was just starting to get like that buzz building up. Um, mm-hmm. right as he got hurt, like if he had lasted like a couple more games, I think he would have been getting a lot more national attention. And if he hadn't gotten hurt at all, who knows? It could have been, you know, part of the the write in for an all star. I, I doubt it, but it could have happened. Could have, you never know. Um, but you know, it, there's there's a lot of things. I know we're gonna talk about some surprises, but I do want to mention one thing real quick because I think it's really cool. Is um, I saw that they're doing an alumni game. You know, they have, you know, alum- Florida Panthers alumni versus NHL alumni. And under the Florida Panthers alumni, is our good friend, Keith Yandel. Oh, wow. I, I, I actually hadn't seen that. That is really cool. Uh, it's great that uh, Yandel's playing. Uh, I, I forget he is no longer an active player. <laughs> right? Just like, oh, that's right. But I, it's it's great to see you know someone like him out there, especially because yeah he had just retired. I'm like holy crap. Um, yeah. But it's always fun to see. It's like oh yeah, always love to see alumni. There was some there was some good alumni out there playing. Um, so I love seeing I love seeing like that. Will we will any see it on TV? Probably not. 
but yeah, it's fun. It'll be fun. Fans at the game, the event, watching. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be fun to to read about as well. Um, like I, there'll be like highlight reels on Twitter, live reports of the game. Like there, there is ways to experience a game other than actually watching it yourself. And you know, for something like an alumni game versus NHL, let's it's great to just kind of like check in on, see like who's still got it, who uh, who's who's who could theoretically make that comeback. Absolutely, but you know, let's 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 enough of the uh, All Star break talk. You know, we'll probably talk about the All Star game itself, which we get later this week. Because we still got some time, but uh, as we mentioned, we're going to talk about prizes, right? Those biggest surprises um, for the Arizona Coyotes so far at this point in the season. We're at the All-Star, so which does mean that we are more halfway through the season. Um, so we can talk about, you know, you know, I, I have to say, Carl, there's a decent amount that we can go through this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are quite a few silver linings this season. There's there's a few things that have happened that I know I didn't expect. And you know, having talked to you most days, I know that you weren't necessarily expecting either. So definitely plenty to go for. Um, yeah, one thing I want to start off with um, is just, I think some of the players have had, you know, like, so we know that there are some players out there we expected to be good. There are some players out there who we kind of didn't really expect a whole lot from. They've sure. exceeded expectations by a lot. Um, and I think uh can easily go ahead and turn to um, playing on his name right now. Uh, Nick Bukestad. As one, as one um, you know, Nick Ritchie has had like ups and downs, but I think he's kind of, he's, you know, like looking, continue to look back. Right. So, but I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I really like Nick Bugstad this season. He is, he has come out of nowhere. He is looking at exceptionally well. Like he ups his level five on five. Um, I would say a guy on a similar level who has really surprised me in just kind of what he is doing has been Christian Fisher. Um, and he's just four points shy of Bukestad and Richie. So like if you had told me that, that, that Christian Fisher was going to be close to uh, Nick Richie, he was going to be tied with Travis Boyd. I wouldn't have believed you at the start of the season. Uh, so I definitely think that there's like a good case for those guys who are playing above where we expected them to be. And I think it's really on a year like this one where our expectations for the Coyotes as a whole were low. Um, yeah. We thought this team was going to be similar, maybe slightly better than um, last year. And I think they're, Slight, they're at the slightly better, but I think in a different in that different manner, right? Because I was, I, I think you and I last year we were very depressed and we had just like, like nah, we had to do. But, you know, this year the players that have exceeded expectations, 
it's made things exciting. Browski that just came came off of um, the uh, you know in a contract year and had that arbitration scare. I um, and he's having another career year, which is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I mean. The the games definitely seem closer this season. It, it does seem like the Coyotes are better at staying involved, uh, staying engaged, and, and kind of not disappearing for stretches like they did all of last year. Um, and I, I do think that there's, you know, we, we need to credit a lot of the role players for that sort of thing. I, I do think that the Coyotes are just a little bit better than they were last season. Just a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. that's the best way to uh to describe it. Um, I think if we had that brief period in December, we thought maybe they're even a little bit better than that, but it was like, no, just slightly better is accurate, yeah. Uh, that 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 10 game losing streak really kind of like brought us back, made, to yeah, yeah. Which I think is definitely something that we talked about. Um, the fact that there was a good chance that the Coyotes were going to have a, a very massive losing streak. Uh, and, and they did. And they did not have a good January as a whole. So, yeah, this is definitely the team that we thought it was. Despite some initial glimmers of hope, uh, I think the power play coming back to Earth is kind of the main thing that you can look at uh when the season started i think even craig morgan was like hey maybe the coyotes power play is for real uh and then nope no it is not <laughs> yeah absolutely so play some players exceeding expectations definitely one of the surprises um from the arizona coyotes so far this year now there are that we can go ahead. um before we get into any of that though i do want to get a quick word from our sponsors on the show today. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On, are the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download the FanDuel app now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from line to point spreads, who will score a touchdown, everything like, you know, obviously I'm going to take a look at uh, just... Take a good look at the at, at the two teams between the uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I'm a little upset that my Niners isn't in there, but uh, that's a, that's for a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but FanDuel lets you bet on everything, and the app is absolutely safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you get paid from your wings instantly. So join the FanDuel app on Facebook.com to claim your no. That's FanDuel.com locked up with Facebook partner of the NFL. And to all our Arizona listeners, if you do have a gambling problem, be sure to call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT to 53342. 
So let's continue here on Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone once again for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Let's go ahead and talk about more surprises because, um, you know, this team was filled with a lot of surprises. And I want to list this as a surprise, Carl. I, like, I had expectations, but I think it exceeded, exceeded, exceeded expectations to categorize it as a surprise here for me. Um, and the atmosphere at the moment. I think yes, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's electric. It's, uh, you know, I thought, you know, yes, they, you know, Coyotes still know a lot of crap for playing in a college or college venue. But you step into that arena and you feel something electric. You feel that, you know, that really fun atmosphere that you want to experience at a hockey game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mold Arena, uh, I, I've just been the one time. I haven't gone back yet. I plan on going back pretty soon. Uh, it's definitely a fun spot to go. It's a, it's a great way to watch a game. Um, in terms of the Coyotes' home for the next two years, I think it is kind of exceeded expectations. Um, the It very quickly became... Hey, I'm not sure about this. To okay, this works. It's it's not ideal, but it works. Uh, and I think the atmosphere is definitely a big reason for that. There is a a lot of excitement that just kind of draws you in, whether you're in the media, whether you're at the game, whether you're on the ice. Absolutely. Um, and I think what's you know what's awesome is you know for a brief period of time this was before the losing streak because. The losing streak that brought us all back to you know reality, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but the Coyotes had a you know a pretty solid winning record. They barely lost any games at the moment, and people were wondering like, what is it? What is it about this place that makes it so hard to play? Um, you've had coaches comment of how um, because of the smaller venues, the smaller arena size, that everything feels closer together. People mentioning that because of the smaller arena size, it's much louder. Uh, You've also had a bunch of other comments like that. Comments on how the quality of the ice and how phenomenal it is. Uh, I got a chance to skate in the mullet or ice itself, but uh, the community center ice, which I'm sure is made from the same you know you know generating material you know generate generating um i should have how i'm gonna phrase it but yes uh the same stuff um like slightly worse uh than the the main event is using like you know and even then that ice there and i got like i said it before and i'll say it again if you've not got a chance there's eight there best ice I've ever skated on. Um, it's it's funny because people have incorrectly suggested it's because like Mullet Arena doesn't have like blocks put on it and have other events. That's not true. Um, there are frequently events at Mullet Arena. Like uh, I know wrestling is there. I, I think I saw gymnastics well, too. I think gymnastics. Yeah. Um, 
No, it's it's really good. I I, I don't know why uh, the Mold Arena has success. I I do know just like as a longtime person who's been covering the Coyotes, like the ice at Gila River Arena was a significant complaint from people. Um, like no one seemed to like it. So it, it's kind of cool to once be like the the top tier ice in the NHL arena like list. Like I, I I'd be interested to see like what that polls, you know, amongst players. Absolutely. Um, no, like we mentioned too. Uh, so far, some players have have said that. Um, I don't. I'm not. I don't know how on the top of my head the number who have, but um, and it's there. And again, like I said, I have, you know, firsthand adjacent experience like i said you know with the adjacent sheet of ice but still the same you know same concept ice there is phenomenal um and like we said we gave mole arena high grades um for everything and i think that's a huge and then you know i think that's a surprise i thought it was just be like uh you know it's average you know we'll live with it for now but it's like oh i like this i think this can work yeah. but still short term absolutely but i think this can work yeah, uh, it, it definitely is, you know, it's a very interesting experience. Uh, the alternate, you know, reality where they are playing at, you know, the fairgrounds, I, I don't think it would have been, you know, the same quality ice. I don't think it would have been the same level no. of amenities. It wouldn't have been the same experience. It would have been like the Coyotes playing in a very old barn. Um, in a city that they're not going to be in. Um, whereas now the Coyotes are establishing themselves in Tempe. Um, and that's that's great. Like It is building that relationship with the city in the future. And I think that it is going to work out very well for the Coyotes and very well for the city of Tempe. Absolutely. Um but yeah, I like so Mold Arena definitely I'd say one of the good surprises for the Arizona Coyotes this season. We still got one more surprise to get to on this episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Before we get to that, I'm gonna take another quick word from our sponsors on the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? then you gotta try a built Bar. We're just getting through the holidays, and I know that my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. And if you're like me, you wanna eat healthy, but you don't wanna compromise your taste. And man, I've got just the thing for you, because you gotta try built Bar. It is healthy and tasty. Do you wanna know what makes built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I know whenever I get a box of Built Bars, I occasionally get a new flavor, and it's really good to just kind of experience the new one because all Built Bars are really, really good. Now, what I want you to do is if you're close to a Sam's Club, you could run in and grab a 13-bar box with all the hit flavors like brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. So let's go ahead and finish things off on Locked on Coyotes. Uh, talking about some of the biggest surprises for Arizona 
this season. Um, and I'll give you one, uh, another one, Carl. Um, if you have another one, either what I'm about to say, obviously you're free. Um, I'm going to go back to some play, talking about a player here. Um, that's Dylan Gunther. Yeah, because Dylan I, I, because I didn't mention him in the first one, so I'm like, okay, I have to mention him. I kind of have to mention him now because, well, he is the prospect. He's one of the prospects and now is actually playing the Coyotes, um, which we didn't expect. We didn't expect him to make the final roster. And if he did, we're like, okay, give him the nine games and then send him back. But yeah. but that was also a big if. Like I said, that was a big if. But he also surpassed those expectations and he stayed past them. And we we're like, oh my god! We we're like, okay, that's great because you know he's playing well. They kind of didn't have a choice at this point. But what's going to happen, you know, in a few games, you know, a few weeks down the road when he teeters off and has, you know, lower, you know, bad games. Which of course, Ricky, he's had bad games, but he's actually even looked even better at some points, especially even since coming back from the World Juniors. Yeah. He he definitely seemed to get like a boost in his confidence and his play after the World Juniors. I'm not sure what happened there, um, but you know, winning a medal will do that for you. Uh, gives him a little bit of spring in his step. Um, it it is very much like just going back to how we thought Gunther's season was going to progress, like at the very beginning, like preseason, it, it truly is astonishing how well he is doing right now. And, you know, it's not just that he's here. He, he is contributing in a, in a good way. He's not, you know, a rookie of the year candidate. Um, it, it's kind of surprising that Michelli is getting more buzz from that, from the coyotes. Um, but he is having a solid rookie year. It is a good year that he's going to be able to build off of. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and and I'll say this too: I'm super glad that he's considered one of the surprises, um, and that Coyotes fans are getting a taste of him because we know, we like we mentioned, we knew, we know, we knew what this team was going to be. Um, we had our expectations, and um, but we didn't want the fans to kind of be, you know, have a lot of, you know lower feelings because you know we're in a very venue like i mentioned you know i did mention you know in the last segment yeah it's awesome but we know it's a small venue not everyone can get tickets not everyone can afford tickets um and you know so i kind of put the damper on a lot of you know fans emotions um it's like oh we play but then you have you know it's like okay but you're getting better there's a lot of hope. You got the, you know, the Ted coming up, hopefully. Um, and we kind of kind of can actually be able to get an understanding that, you know, to see Dylan Gunther play uh, and get the ideas that get the future of the franchise and, and, you know, building, settling here in Arizona. Like, that's, gonna be, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I did have another player that I want to talk about. Also a kind of player of the future. Mm -hmm. um, bit of a surprise. I don't think as much of a surprise as Dylan Gunther. 
Uh, but Barrett Hayton kind of coming up and taking that wow. top line center role. Uh, I thought it would happen this season, but I thought it would happen later. Uh, right. And after a slow start, Hayton has just like looked really good with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. So you had more expect, like you still had higher expectations of Barrett Hayton than I did. I was a pessimist for Barrett Hayton. I was like, he hasn't really proved himself a huge amount. Like, yeah, he's, he's good, but I'm not sure. Um, especially like what's going to happen when, uh, when Cooley's ready, you know, and what happens if the Coyotes get another super top center in the next draft? And other centers become, you know, top centers become available. What's going to happen to Hayton then? Um, but you're right. He has kind of proved himself. He's kind of been able to fit well um, for into, uh, you know, that, you know, that top, that top, that top line. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This works. Can I, you know, I'm, am I still going to be the term for it? skeptical? Yeah. Because again, this is like, okay, let's see what happens in the long term. But I think yeah, he fits well. He fits well there for now, and has definitely been a surprise to me. Yeah, even when he wasn't scoring this season, I thought that the defensive end of his game was was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not the best, um, but but pretty solid. And he seemed to play well against you know top competition. So I figured that there would be like kind of you know a role for him as a second or third line center. Um, and even in the future, like I, I imagine Cooley's going to take a little bit to to hit and become that true top line center. Um, but you know, if the the Coyotes get Bedard somehow, um, you have Bedard Cooley as the one too. I, I still think Barrett Hayton is going to beat out Connor Geeky for the next few years at least uh and for that number three spot too connor geeky can easily we as as in our thoughts and some other people's thoughts can probably slide in as a winger yeah Um, and i think that will probably happen especially if hayton continues to play in that way the only question is and i love mentioning it because it pisses a lot of people off um is it going to happen it's so you know a lot of things have to align for it to happen Chances are pretty low, but I could still mention anyways. In the offshoot chance that, yes, that you mentioned that Cooley's ready, Bedard gets comes along as well, and the Arizona Coyotes happen to lure Austin Matthews back to Arizona, um, then what? That's the big question. But, yeah. I mean, in, in that situation, I don't know. Uh put Hayton on the wing uh or honestly if the coyotes can could lure matthews maybe move Cooley to the wing uh i know he is he is such a good center and uh i brought it up before a phenomenal face-off man uh <laughs> why not have a, a Cooley keller matthews line that sounds amazing what's the end Gun- Gunther. I'm trying to think. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Gunther, Michelli, Bedard. Bedard. Yeah. Or, um, you know, 
to uh, have that be your hate line. Because then you have to defend, you know, still Schmaltz and uh, and Kraus. If if the Coyotes are getting Austin Matthews, they are they are trading Nick Schmaltz. Like, uh, I I do not believe that te- those two are going to be on the same team. Uh, there's yeah, just no. no space for it. Kraus stays though. Kraus stays, yeah. Kraus is the proto, like the, in my opinion, perfect Bill Armstrong player. What we're gonna do, Carl, is one of these episodes. We're actually do put maybe like a bonus episode sometime this month. We're actually gonna go and maybe even get like a you know like an actual lineup graphic of how we're this uh, how, how like in the offshoot chance that everything like we're saying happens happens sure yeah we could definitely do that uh the the ideal coyotes four years from now sure yeah i'm gonna love it it's gonna be absolutely fun i'm sure i'm sure you guys would all love it because i'm you know because fans we just like love thinking and hypotheticals at this point because the team right now is just Yeah, Coyotes fans are definitely happier thinking about the future. 100%. Anything else you want to bring up before we close things off? Uh, no, I feel like, like I said, there's a, there's been a lot of good surprises. Like, we barely even touched on Matias Micholli. Um, and he, he very much could have been, like, a whole topic of conversation. So, yeah, there's, there's some bright spots. The future is bright. The future is bright in... Indeed. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your best, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I'm certainly at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock at interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.